What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 153, and this week, we welcome Jacques Slade to the podcast. That's right. Not a typo. This is legit. Shout out to Kari for helping making this happen. It's an absolute honor. Jacques has been one of the first people I've ever adamantly watched on YouTube, especially when it came to sneakers. His passion, his love for it, just his insight, and also his in-depth, like, reviews of sneakers were something that, once I found them, I just could not put down ever. And this is a monumental moment. We talk about everything from how much of an inspiration he is to a lot of people on YouTube that do these new sneaker reviews, that do these sneaker type content. He talks about his process, how he got to where he is, just his his overall hustle in this game and how it exploded to what it is that he is now and what it is now and who he is now. Uh, it's just like a really cool full circle moment. I got to learn a lot about sneakers through him overall. And, and having a chance to actually learn about Jacques was a great moment and a pivotal moment for this podcast. I mean, shout out to everyone listening. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you have a lot of episodes to go and look back towards because this is 153. and Currently, there are 143 episodes up. Some got deleted. I don't think I'll ever put them back up. So, Joey Brands, I'm sorry if you're listening to this because episode one is definitely gone. But thank you for tuning in. And if you're new, I hope you're here for a long time because I have lots of stories to uncover. I want to say that's the word I'm going to, um, that's the phrase I'm going to use. And the word I'm going to use, let's uncover these stories. Let's talk about people's stories. And if you have a My First Kick story, you can write in myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. Uh, but it's been a wild, wild week. I know last week I I announced that I was going to do a live show with AD Sneaks talking about sneakers of the year. I had to cancel that because I started a new job and it just the prep to get out of my old job or hand off my old, my old job, my old work uh, was a very long process. And I didn't put, I should have put more time into the show itself and getting it ready, but it wasn't possible. So me and AD are going to reconvene and pick a different day. I don't know if it's going to be this coming week or it's going to be next Jan, like in January. But be on the lookout for that. It's going to be promoted on all socials. And if you haven't seen, please go watch my episode of The Inconsistent Pod with me and Rob Hayes. Rob Hayes interviews me, and we have a hell of a chat. I mean, it's why he posted this clip that I wanted him to post, which is him talking about Limp Bizkit, uh, Fred Durst, and, and Fred Durst and the the Yankee fitted, but <laughs> it's been going a little bit wild on uh, the socials and I would love for it to just continue to go wild. So please be on the lookout 
for everything and anything that pertains to me and also to Jacques. So on to where you can find Jacques. You can find him on all social medias as at Cousteau. That's K-U-S-T-O-O. I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to this is already following him. And make sure you check out his YouTube. It's pivotal, pivotal content that is often copied, but always lacks the Jacques, the 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 meat, which is Jacques himself. And I love his content, so please give him a follow. Also, all, all his links will be in the description of this podcast so that you don't have to look around. But if you want to follow your boy, follow me at who is Haas, who is Haas on all social medias. That's who is Haas. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod on all social medias. Follow the podcast on TikTok at My First Kicks. And please, please, please subscribe, like this video if you're watching to it. Well, if you're watching it on YouTube right now. And if you're not watching, please go to YouTube and put in My First Kicks and follow. And subscribe and like everything that's there. I don't know why I've said follow, but sure, follow it. Subscribe, hit that subscribe button, hit your thumb, hit the thumbs up for your boys, as uh, CP the franchise would say. Um, but on to this week's guest, Jock Slade. Hey, Cousteau, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate being here. No, man, this is a gigantic honor. You're not going to remember this, so I, I saved this just for when we started recording. But last year at ComplexCon, I asked you to jump on a, an episode of my podcast, and you said, yeah, you gave me one of these, and then you just walked away. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh I, well, I apologize. What? I apologize. <laughs> no, it's all good. I was like, I so... Um, I used to have Ify and Wadway used to be the co-host on this podcast. And when he was on, I was like, can you please get Jacques on? I was like, because he worked with you on something. I think it was Fresh Stock. He said, I think he said that you or maybe yeah. you did something on Fresh Stock with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're one of like you ever since I started, I was like, I want to talk to Jacques so bad. Or like, you know, wow. I want to. <laughs> I've been watching videos since you started, and Thanks, yeah, like so super huge honor. But for people who are listening, don't know who you are, which I highly doubt. Uh, how about you introduce yourself? Uh, yo, um, I'm Jacques Slade. I am a creator on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. I started out unboxing sneakers and doing sneaker reviews back way back in 2010 when mm-hmm. I was working at Kicks on Fire and. Uh, I started doing it on my own in 2013, and since then, um, it's expanded into a bunch of different things. I've been able to do stuff on TV. I've been able to fly around the world. Um, I've been able to host stuff for the Olympics. I've been able to work with the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been able to work with a bunch of different brands. It's just been a really amazing, amazing journey. And I feel like there's a lot more to it and a lot more to do. So um, it's a, it's a, it's an exciting. I'm in an exciting place right now. No, yeah, I mean, uh, every week I did, or I don't know. Did you really? I forgot the name of the show that you were doing every week. That yeah, the week of sneakers. The week of sneakers. Yes, that. Yeah. So 
I have to, I'll be straight up with you. I have to stop watching a lot of content because I end up bringing it into the podcast. So it kind of skews a lot of oh, my, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll go through, like, I'll let, I'll let them like build up and then I'll be like, all right, now I'm gonna run through them. I don't have, I don't have to record like four episodes. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll be good. But I mean, I was loving your, your just being like up to date with the sneakers. Cause like it was reminiscent. I mean, you talked, we talked about Russ, you have the book right behind you. I also have the book right behind me too, but you yeah. know, uh, and I'm pretty sure you remember quick strike and yep. quick strike was like, we talked about it on his episode and it's such of like a pivotal moment of like when you thought like I thought that, you know, there's more to sneakers than just oh staying out on the lines and getting stuff like, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. he, he really opened the door for that. And you also opened the door for that because when you started doing your videos on YouTube, a lot of people I feel like you influenced a lot of people, you know. Uh, well, thank you, thank you for the comment. Uh, we, there were there were a lot of us doing it back then, mm -hmm. and uh, I was I was just I was one of the few back then, and so obviously we know now there's a lot more. But it's really it's really exciting to be to be a part of the world and be a part of like the world building, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. It was like I was part of like the if like you compare it to Marvel, I was like one of the Iron Man, like the the early Iron Man to kind of help build the world for. for <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you were you were the Robert Downey to. The Robert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week, and that question is, "What's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have?" So the first pair that I absolutely needed to have, there was a couple pairs that I wanted before mm -hmm. this pair, but the pair that I absolutely had ne needed to have was the Air Max ninety five. I remember. And the, the neon Air Max 95. Oh. Be specific. I remember uh, I was in the mall walking past the store. I, was, I don't know. I don't remember if it was a Foot Locker or some other random sneaker store at the time. But I walked past and like mm -hmm. I saw it out of, like the corner of my eye. And it like literally like stopped me in my tracks. Like, like oh, what? Wait, what was that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And so like that's that's the first sneaker that I had that sort of like visceral reaction to. And um, I have a pair now, I, I, as much as I loved it at that moment, I probably haven't worn a pair in like 10 years or something <laughs> like that. But at that time, at that moment, it struck me as like, this is incredible. I need a pair of these. How do I save up to get some? Mm -hmm. uh, for the listeners, let me read a little. I'm going to read the 2020 reissue uh, just to give the listeners a little background on the shoe if they're not familiar. I mean, it's one of my favorite 95s, I, minus the stash 95s. Those are my legit favorite 95s, but okay. I will never own one of those. I could probably get one of these. Uh, the 2020 reissue of the Nike Air Max 95 OG Neon brings back the iconic original colorway of the Retro Runner. The first model in the vaunted Air Max lineup to, to feature visible four-foot air cushioning. Designed by Sergio Lozano, the, oh, yeah. sneaker, the sneaker's unique appearance is inspired by human anatomy, highlighted by gra gra graduated, graduated side panels that mimic the look of striated muscle fibers. The laces and neon eyelets, meanwhile, call to there's so many commas in here meanwhile yeah. call to a mind of rib the mind a rib cage i don't know why it says it that way reflective detailing at the tongue and heel tab provides added visual visibility in low light conditions 
Yeah, it's a it's a crazy design. Like it was so it felt so out of the box back then. Mm-hmm. Um, now it obviously feels normal, but back then it felt so different and so unique um, that it just it was just one of those things that just stop you. It's almost like I don't know, like when you're a kid and you see that that BMX bike that you really want is like it just kind of had that that kind of moment for me but it was a pair of sneakers when you see that huffy you're like huffy yeah, that huffy yeah, I, need that. I need that man i mean wh- where'd you grow up originally because I, I, mean... I grew up in uh in the in la for those that don't know about mm-hmm. california but the valley for those that know about la mm-hmm. and like i mean the during that time, I guess, how big was sneakers during that time when you were growing up in the Valley? Um, It was, I mean, it was pretty big just because most of the people that I hung around played basketball. Mm-hmm. And, like, sneakers are just kind of a natural extension of, of basketball, even, um, like, no matter what grade level you are. It, mm-hmm. it's, it always feels like sneakers are, like, a part of the basketball conversation. Mm-hmm. So all the people that I hung with played basketball. Like, all of my friends played ball. My older cousins played basketball. All his friends played basketball. So I was kind of so, – I was basically surrounded by basketball. Mm-hmm. And so that helped. I think that we all talked – they all talked about sneakers or what they were wearing or what they were playing in or what we were playing in. Like, that always kind of became – was a, that was always a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, were you uh, able to play ball or – yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, I played ball uh, through high school, played varsity in high school. I wasn't good enough to play in college. I still play every I mean, once in a while. Not many people um, on here have said I played varsity ball. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, uh, I played ball. I mean, I still play every once in a while. It's, mm-hmm. it's hands down my favorite sport. I know no. I do a ton of golf stuff now, but if I could play basketball the rest of my life, I would play basketball the rest of my life. No, I mean, one thing I love about, and it's what got me towards like, you know, wear tester content. Like it was always that you, you looked into models and for their functions, you know? And so a lot of that, like, I mean, that's you influence my buying in terms of just like, okay, if I'm going to buy a basketball sneaker, all right, I need to do like legit research on this. Yeah. (laughs) Cause like, I mean, you want to get better. Like, and that's part of, you feel like that's part of the equation, especially mm-hmm. when you play balls. Like, okay, this have more air. Is this going to be more cushion? Is this going to help me cut better? You know, I'm, I'm only, I'm only five ten, five ten, five eleven on a good day. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I needed like impact protection, but I needed something that could help me move quick. Cause I was smaller. You know what I mean? So it was like, that's kind of the vibe. I mean, I, w- I want to see you. Jacques just like yamming on somebody just like in the court. Just be like, I don't, I don't know if I can still dunk. Uh, I probably last time I dunked was probably like three or four years ago. You so still got know, it. You I'm, still got bunnies. That's all right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I, I feel like I probably, I feel like I probably still could. Get put on some Tatum's. Game. You just got to put right. on some Tatum's, and then it's it. You're good to go. Yeah, wear the GT jump or something. Right, <laughs> yeah. give me a little extra boost or something. Get me that, right. I I was obsessed with those for a good bit. I think in 2021 they started like pushing them really heavy on Instagram, and I was like, I think I gotta do it. I think I gotta do it. I never I never pulled the pulled the the trigger on it because they were always 250, and I was like, this is too yeah. much. Right, <laughs> not, not expensive. I don't know what I don't know what Nike was thinking. I have a pair. I got a, I found a random pair on eBay mm-hmm. for like half price, and um. I still haven't played in them. They, I think they're in my storage unit. I don't even think they're in the room now. I think they're in my storage unit. Now. 
There you go. You pull out the Zoom GTs. You take a video of you dunk it. We'll post it on the Instagram, and then we go. Yeah, we'll post it on the gram and be done with it. Just get one, get one in. Oh man, what was your first job? Uh, in order for you to buy, well, well, what was your first job in general? Gosh, my first job. Well, I guess technically my first job was working with my uncle. Mm-hmm. My uncle is an electrician, and he used to make me and my cousin go work with him on the weekend. So I guess technically that was my first job. Mm-hmm. But my first like non-family job was um, I was working at the park. I worked at a I worked at I think at Pacoima Park. It was a summer job. I worked at Pacoima Park, and you know help help run like the summer camp stuff. Oh like yeah. That. Yeah. That's that's dope, and and then, I mean, I don't know if you were like super into sneakers during that time, but like, were you copping kicks? Were you looking for no, what's coming no, out? I was what I was what fourteen, um, so I didn't have like I didn't have money to be like spending on sneakers back then. Mm-hmm. So no, I wasn't I wasn't copping kicks. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what was the moment that pulled you back in, and you were like, you were like, all right, because I. Because if the ninety fives was like the taste, you got yeah. you got you know you got a little bit on the plate right there, and it, it's not like you were you were instantly pulled into sneaker culture then. So like, what was yeah. it? What was that moment I, for you? I would say, um, I think it, it kind of happened over time because like I remember when I was younger, um, uh, one of my cousin's friends had a pair of Jordan fours. And he played ball in them and he kind of beat him up a little bit and he was done with them and he gave them to me. So like, that was like my first, like, like, Oh, okay. This is dope. But then obviously talking about sneakers and seeing other people have sneakers uh-huh. and then seeing people, you know, your friends play in, in sneakers and then the 95s and, and then the, and the, and the 11s um, all caught my attention. And like the Converse weapon, I had a pair of Converse weapons. I remember when I was really young, I remember mm-hmm. I had a pair of those. So I think it was all kind of happening over time. And then like uh, the passion really picked back up when I started working in sneakers mm-hmm. back in 2009. Like I was doing it and buying stuff here and there, but nothing, nothing crazy. But then 2009, when I started working in sneakers, like I got, I was immersed in it. Like, like you just couldn't get away from it. And I think mm-hmm. that's when things, that's when I shouldn't say, I think that's when things really ramped up. Were you, was it? Did you pick up the job or were you like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm getting into sneakers. Like I'm no, gonna I just work as a picked up the job. So mm-hmm. my homegirl Jazz, uh, she was working for Kicks on Fire already. And she Shout was out like, Jazz. Yeah, shout out Jazz. Mm-hmm. She was like, You like sneakers, um, and you can write. She was like, You should do this, you should, you know, do this. And I was like, I don't know if that's like I don't want to be talking about sneakers all the time. Like mm-hmm. I love them. Like it's my it was cause it was like that's my kind of like my thing. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like like when you it's it's even like even now it's weird like to have sneakers be like my job mm-hmm. it like it almost feels like i'm i'm sharing a part of myself with the world like i like and back then i was kind of like ah, i don't know like you know if, if that's the thing mm-hmm. um and you're so like this that, is for me this is this yeah, is just yeah, for yeah. me it's like, it's like, it's like my own personal way to express myself like that was like just how i expressed myself personally mm-hmm. and so then uh, i started writing about them and you know, over time, it was just like, all right, well, this is this is my job now. And then you know, it kind of became it became a career as, as it is now. And so things just changed. No, I mean, yeah, you posted on Twitter your your email. Yeah, uh, to Nice Kicks. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I had Don Will on, and he talked about his time at Nice Kicks as well. And yeah. it's crazy to see how far 
like the beginning people that started nice yeah. kids have gone you know i mean yeah. it's and it's the trajectories are so different you know jazzeray's doing like crazy stuff with sneakers now you know yep. activations and and releasing sneakers creating her own sneaker you're continuously putting out amazing content and you know you're doing like i mean you've done like charities you've done yeah, like yeah. you know a ton of stuff i mean and then you got don will uh DJing, rapper, DJing, rap, yeah. DJing for Jill Scott, like, right? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting because like we all like all we all started at at Kicks on Fire, mm-hmm. and it just went a bunch of different different directions. It's wild, yeah. That I mean, it's beautiful, you know. It, so like, the early times of like when you were just doing that and you were working at kicks on fire i mean that's like when i started getting like super heavy into like you know being online a a little too much during that time um but did you expect or did you think that sneakers were ever going to be into the main come into the mainstream while you were doing it no not at all i never thought it would be what it is today I guess like I kind of hoped that it would be mm-hmm. because as I as I as as I got more into like the professional world of sneakers you kind of saw how people looked at sneakers and like the negative connotation kind of attached to it. Mm-hmm. So at that point I think it kind of switched for me a little bit. It was like like I want people to understand why we love these things so much like the tech, the style, the mm-hmm. look, the way they make us feel, the way they allow us to express ourselves. I wanted people to be able to experience that portion of it. So I hoped that it would grow to the point where it is now. Um, I it was, <laughs> but now seeing that how it got here, that is obviously not how you want to want to want to see it get here. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like having a genie and you have three wishes and you're like, I wish that everyone would love sneakers just as much as I do. And then they make it happen, but you don't, but there's ramifications. But you're like, wait, wait, wait. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant, but it is what it is. That's what happens when Will Smith is the genie for you. That's what happens when Will Smith is the genie. I want my, I want my genie to be Sinbad. Go back to Sinbad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. The, so like in that time you're in the, like the craziness that's of uh, that of you know sneakers becoming going into the mainstream and like were you collecting heavily at that time or and, or were you just like you know what i'm gonna just stick to just only getting free pairs like you know i mean not not assuming that you got a ton of free pairs but like i know there are people who wrote and then they're like yo i got these and i'm keeping them like you know but like what what was it for you it was it was this it was a mix of the two i mean obviously i got free pairs to review Mm -hmm. but i've always been buying pairs on my own because like for more more often than not um the brands don't necessarily send you what you want Mm -hmm. they send you what they want you to have Mm -hmm. so you know if there's something that i wanted i had to get those myself yeah the i mean listen i've i've gotten free nothing so far so (laughs) I'm just doing this out of the love. So <laughs> I love it. No, no, that's what it's all about. <laughs> but um, during that time, I mean, 2009, and then how long were you at Kings on Fire? Till like I was there till 2013. 2013. Ooh, I mean, imagine if you stayed till 2016. Because I, I was just talking about um, the the fa- Galaxy Phone Posit and how yeah. 
that just went poof. but since you dro- you dropped out and then you did well dropped out i don't know why i use that word but um since you you left kicks on fire and you started you know doing the, the youtubes at that moment like that landscape of sneaker content was so brand new so what yeah. what inspired you to be like yo this is what i'm gonna do well i actually started youtube when i was at kicks on fire so mm-hmm. back in 2010 uh march 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 of 2010 i i started doing videos for kicks on fire of what i call the the kicks on fire weekly review mm-hmm. um so that kind of that wet my appetite for the YouTube stuff. And back then I was watching a lot of like tech stuff, heavy, like phone reviews, camera reviews and stuff like that, because I was teaching myself how to edit. So all that was kind of adjacent to what I was doing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was inspired by those guys, like, you know, Marquez Brownlee back then, uh, Jonathan Morrison, um, uh, Unbox Therapy, mm-hmm. um, like Philip DeFranco, like all of these, like he's not a camera reviewer, but like that, all of those like people in that world, I just seen like all of those people in that world. Uh, I was watching them and like, oh, maybe let me try and do this in the sneaker world. I never knew it would be what it is, mm-hmm. but those were the people that I was watching and those were the people I was trying to emulate. And I mean, shoot, you did that. You did that. that that's that's the... <laughs> the... I mean, because I, it's funny because I was recently watching MKBHD uh, review the Tesla truck. And, you know, Marquez has such a it's such a specific like way he does his his reviews or he does his yeah. content. And, you know, it's MKBHD and anybody else that does something similar to that they were like, oh, they're just stealing from Marquez at this point Marquez, now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that I, cu- I come across a lot of people stealing from your style as well uh <laughs> i will say it it's fine I'm happy, well I, i'll say this i'm happy that i i was able to inspire folks mm-hmm. and that um because that's really what it's about i talk about it a lot like i i just want to show like i'm just opening the door right yeah and there should be there should be people after me that do more and better things than i have ever done or could have ever imagined and like that's that's what it's all about. So I do, I, 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 I didn't expect, but I knew people would come after me that did things similar to the, what I did. Cause I mm-hmm. mean, that's basically what I did. I copied tech people, but I just made it about sneakers. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I was bridging this into a larger question. So the, the larger question on top of that was, you know, I feel like your content definitely builds community. So how was it when, you were first starting and how were you received in terms of just being like yo i'm doing you know sneaker content but tech tech style and quote unquote but it's super informative you know you're still getting a yeah. lot of into the real nitty-gritty st- storytelling on top of you know technique and yeah. um technique tech technical technology the yeah technology yeah the tech of the shoe but like I also think that, you know, sneaker culture comes with a lot of community and, you know, during that time, 2009, sneaker culture was like, everything was about community and like, yeah, and, yeah. and it built out to 2013. I think that's when I want to say like 20, 2010, 2011 is like the forums were crazy during that time. Like everybody yeah. was on it. So 
I'm very curious of how did your content also, you know, play into, you know, these people that were just like, oh, sneaker culture. Yeah. So, so for me, I knew that I couldn't compete with like nice kicks and sneaker news and mm-hmm. kicks on fire in the typical blog world. And that's what really had me really focus on YouTube. So my, my original idea was I'm going to create a video version of the blogs. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how I approached it. Um, using all like the, the style and shooting styles of like the tech stuff. I was like, okay, I'll just make a video version of the blogs. Mm-hmm. And luckily because I had done the time at kicks on fire, people recognized my face kind of thing. And so it continued to build and grow. I got, I got really lucky. I was in a really lucky place because I had written before mm-hmm. because I was doing videos for kicks on fire. When I started doing it on my own, I already had a little bit of a community. I didn't know it back then, but I had, there was already a community that was following me and, and, you know, still messing with me basically. Mm-hmm. And so it, it allowed me to continue to grow. Like I was getting support from complex and soul collector um, back then. And even, even nice kicks and, and kicks on fire every once in a while, they would show love. And um, it really helped me. It really helped me grow because, you know, they allowed the content to come out because it was, it was pretty unique back then. All right, y'all. Y'all know I had to jump back in here to talk about Magic Mind. Magic Mind is back helping me like they did last week and for the foreseeable future every week with my mornings with their super helpful nootropics. You've got ingredients like L-theanine, which is also found in matcha, and I love me a matcha. They also have ashwagandha in it to help decrease that stress. And it helps with dealing with your anxiety on the regular. There's also lion's mane in it, which is all about focusing. Now, if you're like me, which I'm pretty sure a lot of my listeners are, we work and also do stuff after. And Magic Mind helps you become productive while not causing a heavy crash. And this is, I mean this, like I'm able to drink a magic mind in the morning and not feel like I'm going to fall asleep in the middle of the day. And I think that is the most helpful thing magic mind has helped me with, especially during the recording of this podcast. It's even helping me in the recording of every podcast because I'm trying to continue to keep Magic Mind in my everyday life. And what's really interesting is that now I'm starting to see Magic Mind pop up in little stores. Like I mentioned last week, I saw it in California when I went to just a local coffee shop. I wanted a oat milk latte and they had like a special oat milk latte with like lavender in it and magic mind was in the fridge there and i had to like stop my friends and be like yo magic mind you got to try this out it's great and they looked at me crazy but now that we're starting to see magic mind starting to pop everywhere be sure to find your nearest sprouts farmer's market in january of 2024 and pick up a bottle of Magic Mind because they're starting to, they're going to be holding them there 
and providing you a chance to try Magic Mind on a small scale. But if you want to just jump right in and, and have a great Magic Mind morning or Magic Mind type of morning, use my link. At, use my link, magicmind.com slash kickpod, and use the code kickpod20 for 50% off of your first subscription for the next 10 days. That's right. If you use my code kickpod20 and subscribe to Magic Mind, you will get 50% off. It's an amazing offer. Please jump on it. And also, you get this one-of-a-kind guarantee if you aren't feeling the magic, because you know I'm feeling the magic. You see how amped I am right now. I'm feeling the magic. But Magic Mind offers a 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not feeling it. And I'll be honest, I want you to give it a shot. And I want you to give it a shot today because it's really good. And I really enjoy Magic Mind. So if you are inclined to join me and you want to give it a shot, go to magicmind.com slash kickpod and use my code kickpod20 at checkout. And join me and Magic Mind today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, super unique in my opinion. You know, I mean, we're now because it's it's hard to it's hard to explain, especially for like younger listeners that were listening to this, like the way that we the way that we live in this sneaker atmosphere now. It was it it wasn't like, like this at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we were we were waiting for your videos of being like, OK, this is what's coming out. Like, you know, that that's where we were at, like, you know, yeah. we were waiting for, you know, bullet to be like, yo, this is the shoe, check it out, you know, people yeah. like that. The, world, the sneaker world was so much smaller back then too. Mm-hmm. Like we were getting, you know, a lot of us were only getting like five, 10,000 views or something like that and would be excited about it. You know what I mean? Like that was the pinnacle of things. Mm-hmm. Where, where, so I definitely want to know where have in that time frame, especially starting your page, where has sneakers have taken you? Um, and that's like- I mean, I, like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, 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 you're like, I'm talking about like just from like 2009 to, I want to say like 14, 15, maybe 16. Like, where have like where did you get into like some crazy events during that time because you were writing about sneakers? Um, or, you know, I didn't get into. I, I wouldn't say I got. Yeah, well, I got into some cool things. Like a lot, most of it was like just them, like. I was on really cool seating list mm-hmm. as opposed to like me going to events. But I think like I went to a couple of all-star weekends because of sneakers. Um, back then I got invited to like launch events for like KD and LeBron and Derek Rose and like all of those guys. Like I got invited to a lot of those like launch events and got mm-hmm. a chance to talk to those guys. We got to interview Kobe Got to interview KD, got to interview Dwayne Wade. Like all of those were part were part of that those early years that helped kind of form form my channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, did that make your appreciation for sneakers stronger, or was it just like, you know, next thing on to the next thing? It, I, I think it made it definitely made my appreciation for sneakers stronger because like at some of those like launch events, I got to actually sit down with the designer of mm-hmm. the shoe 
and like really learn about every little thing about a lot of these shoes. And that makes that makes a world of difference. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. one thing to be like to see what they tell you on the Nike news or the PR releases, but it's another thing to sit down with the designer and have a conversation because then you really get the nitty gritty and the you really get the thought process behind how some of this stuff works. Mm-hmm. And that that just helps me as a storyteller and as a reviewer because it provides me with the tools to really explain to 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 you guys, the community, some of the things that Nike won't necessarily say, but I can say them. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, that's wild. Once, because I don't know any sneaker designers at all, so... <laughs> That's that's I, like like I said your your content was always like super helpful in that aspect of of learning about functionality at a, like a, a like a tech level yeah. you know um and it's it's interesting because now we're at this point you know we're at this point where now we're getting early looks of stuff and it's all just do should we care why are people caring um I'm very curious of just like you know, now that the way we see content has been put being pushed out now, what gives you the 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 motivation to make the content that you do currently? I mean, we you know you do the the look inside sneakers closet video, yeah. you know the the sneakers releasing every week video, but like what keeps you yeah. you know motivated? I mean, one uh, I love one I love creating. I think that's just a natural part of who I am, and it's why I gravitated towards YouTube, just the creative side of me. But also, I, st- I mean, I still love sneakers. Like, I still legitimately love sneakers, and I love the process. I love the styles. I love the tech. Like, I still, that's still a passion point for me, and to be able to share that information is dope. Um, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a very privileged position, and I don't take it for granted, so... I, I use what I know and share what I know to hopefully inform, you know, someone else of, you know, help them make them help them make a better buying decision. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always, I'm always preach on here. Just, you know, I think that the biggest thing about sneakers is that we, we enjoy excess, right? It's like, mm-hmm. we can't get enough. It's like, I buy one. I'm already thinking about, all right, but this shoe's coming out next week. I got to yeah. get that too. You know, over over like the the over like the length of time of you collecting have you seen or felt like sneakers were being appreciated correctly or were you like was there i mean towards you yourself you know like were you or were you also getting into the habit of like okay i'm not appreciating these sneakers and so like i gotta take a step back yeah i i often so part of it is i don't know if i would be if I would feel that way, I, I feel that way and I don't. Mm-hmm. The way the reason I say that I don't is because this is my job. Right. So I have to know about sneakers. I have to know what's coming out. I have to be able to tell people about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, but do I need to have every single thing? I don't need to have every single thing mm-hmm. because I have so many here. I have shoes here that I've probably worn one time and I've had for 10, 15 years kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, why don't I just wear those? <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> kind of thing. And and to be honest, I wear probably five to seven pair of sneakers 
that I I really I really really wear, mm-hmm. and everything else just kind of is like special occasion. Like, oh, I'm going to a sneaker event. Okay, let me pull something out. Oh, I'm going to do something on TV. Okay, let me pull something out. But, you over there with the archives, and you're like. <sighs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but if it's like my everyday wear, yeah, like my everyday wear is like the the Adidas 4D, mm-hmm. um, Ultra Boost, some some Sambas, um, the uh, the All Star Jordan ones from New Orleans. I forgot what they're called. Um, the, oh, I don't know. Not the, the gold ones. No, like the the iridescent ones from New Orleans. Like oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, the reimagined ones, I've been wearing those a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I been wearing? Um, the Jordan MA2. Um, that was when that dropped, I was telling people, y'all gotta cop this one. I, I don't know, that model was just like it always called. I don't know why it called for me. I never bought a pair, but I was like, these are dope, these are gonna be sleeper sneaker of the year. Like, I was telling people, <laughs> telling people all that about the MA2. <laughs> yeah, they've turned into they've turned into like my like you go into the store, put those on. You do some yard work, put those on. They've turned into those. Like mine are mine are trashed, mm-hmm. but like they're comfy and I wear them a lot. Um, and the other thing I wear, like if I'm going like trying to like dress something up a little bit, I'll either wear like the Sakai waffle, like I have an all black pair of the Sakai mm-hmm. waffles, or I'll wear the uh, John Elliott Lebrons. And like those are the sneakers probably that I wear more than anything else. That's it. that's. I mean, that's a bigger rotation than me. It's me. It's it's literally that shoe right there, right there. The oh, yeah, yeah. the J Tip Sockenies because they don't have a box, and I just like I can't like if the shoe is out, I'm gonna put it on. Like that's right. the type of situation. And then it's the general purpose Tom Sacks. Like I'm just switching between those two. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like I wore those because I have the the white pair, and I wore them to the, this Danny Brown concert I went to uh, a couple of days ago, and I was just like, no, I shouldn't have done that. And now uh, they're like, they got yeah, stepped on and like, stuff. You, yeah. you, you asked for it. <laughs> yeah, the but it's it's the rotation of like I mean, look, I had a Morgan sneaker room. This is a guy on TikTok. I don't know if you're familiar. Maybe you are. Uh, but he has, I think he's at 600 pairs. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, I had him on the podcast this, this past week. And I'm like, at one point, where are you going to be like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to buy for the next, you know, a year or so. And he's like, you know, I hear that, but I ain't going to stop. I was just like, all right, like, what's going on with you, bro? Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, there's stuff that comes out and you want it. Like, like. I I've actually been good this last month because mm-hmm. I want the fear threes. So, but I'm like, okay, they're sitting. Okay. Hey, you know what? You don't have to spend two twenty or whatever it is. Just chill. Just, Just wait. wait. Yeah. You might, you know, you might get them for one eighty. You might mm-hmm. get them for one fifty. Same thing. Like I want the, uh, the midnight Navy threes that are coming out. Was it this week? Next week. Next, next week. week. The yeah. midnight Navy threes that are coming mm-hmm. out next week. I'm like, I, Maybe these will sit like the fear three. So like, don't rush, don't rush and buy them. Just chill, just, just, just chill and cool back, cool, cool out. Don't rush. Um, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I should probably get them, and I can tell a story about them. But I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll just wait, because you know, if nobody's checking for them, what's the point of doing content about them if nobody's checking for them? Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. Like the fear threes. I mean, I don't know if it's just maybe it's just like a down year, da- down end of the year for Jordan. 
or something like that. But or it's maybe just I think may it, it, we are oversaturated at this point. But the fear threes, they weren't like out of the fear pack. And everybody I've spoken to have agreed with me out of the whole fear pack. It's either the fives or the fours. And I've never heard people be like, oh, I need the threes. When when they first came out, I had the fives when they first dropped. And yeah, I have the fours. I have the fours. So. And, yeah, I feel, I mean, look, I thought that I thought I bought the fives and I never wore them. And I was just like, these are just rotting away in my closet. I'm going to have oh, to. Yeah. Oh, no, I wore I wore the fours so much that they squeak now. So mm. I, can't, I can't wear them anymore. Uh, I tried to do the little baby powder thing because they said put baby powder in them to stop them from squeaking, and they still squeak. So I think it's like inside the air bubble is loose. The glue came loose. So I, can't, I don't. I've never heard that trick in my life. Man. <laughs> yeah, they say put baby powder in the uh, underneath the insole uh-huh. and stop them when they when they're squeaking. But it didn't it didn't help mine. I think mine is like the actual. I think the actual bubble is loose or something. Mm. I mean, look, everything's getting re-retroed. As Russ said, we 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 going every a retro of a retro is coming soon. So yeah, we're at that point. They're uh, what did I just see? They're retroing the um the olive uh not the olive the Oreo the uh, Oreo eights. They're they're trying to bring back like lunar like the Nike oh lunar uh, what is it called lunar lawn. Lunar Lunar Rome, I think it's called. It's oh, interesting. It's something. Um, what is it? Uh, now I gotta think of it. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Let me look it up. Something. But they have it in like this alabaster colorway. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's not a sh- yeah. It's called the Nike Lunar Rome, mm. and it's not like a. It's not a actual retro, but it's like a retro style of lunar with like an old bottom. It's an interesting, but it's like. It's like a mix of retro sneakers that they're make, trying to make a new sneaker. It's 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 weird, <laughs> but but I like it at the same time because out that 2012, 2013 mm-hmm. time when in sneakers when like Lunar was everything, everything, like free sneaker like that look. I liked that look, and so this just kind of makes me feel like oh okay, I remember that style and the old look of it. It's like oh all right, yeah. I mean, I remember it was like. They did that new model. It was a running shoe. I bought it. It was the blue shoe. They did when they had that. Remember when Nike had the workout, the Nike Plus workout thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they dropped that whole pack of sneakers with it, and it was all this blue and black Ooh, color. Yeah, like the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I loved every shoe that they dropped during that time. Even the yeah. Hyper Dunk with, with the big black and blue joint. Yeah. I was like. The inside of it, mm-hmm. bro. That's it. Okay. That's the, so gonna give that feel. Yeah, the, I mean, look, if Nike brings back the the Nike band, <laughs> Nike band had us on lock, not knowing at all what it meant or what it was doing, but it had us on lock. We were like, I gotta get my fuel up. I gotta get my fuel up. Yeah. <laughs> Did you cover that launch? I feel like you covered that launch. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was there. I went to the launch. It the most arbitrary results ever, but we was on it. That like, Nike's always trying to get because even the, when during pandemic they gave uh, the Nike training app like for free and I was like mm-hmm. I was doing every workout I, I was yep. sweating all over the floor over here. That's what you need to do, bro. <laughs> Got to get right. 
and i was i was like i was like i'm thinking like okay you know nike's gonna hook us up you know we're doing all this workout getting all these achievements you know maybe we get a little a little instant access or something like so that some little exclusive <laughs> access or something nah they just like nah just work, just work out. do this yoga <laughs> this is your gift your man um jacques like the the i was wanting to talk about like the the inspiration into just the closet, the closet content that you've been doing as of late, you know, because mm-hmm. I've been digging it. I love it. I think that I feel like another another brand we won't talk about copied off of you as well on that one. Um, but what was what was your inspiration into, you know, switching up and doing that? Um, I wanted to create something that allowed sneakerheads that are passionate about their shoes to tell stories about why they have that particular shoe. Mm-hmm. I wanted something, I wanted something more than just being like, Oh, I got the Travis Scott's or, Oh, I've got the, the fresh goods collab, or mm-hmm. I have the, the fragment collabs. Like, okay. Like those are cool. And those are all, all those things are great. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted some, deeper storytelling and um i saw caleb simpson on in on tiktok he does the apartments yeah where he goes into people's apartments and so i was like i want to do that for sneakers you need a you need a a bed version of when he jumps on the kids yeah, the people bed on. you gotta be like can i put these on for you <laughs> so like my part of that is doing i do a part of the video where i say like i have these here I'm like, oh, okay, yo. So what's the story? What's the story yeah. with these? And I pick mm-hmm. up a pair of their shoes and I do. What's the story with these? That's my version of like jumping on, jumping on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's that's really what the inspiration came from. It's really trying to get people to tell the stories of their sneakers. Like Adrian told told the story about you know how he was in Air Force One and then he was like off him for a little while, but now like it's the only it's the sneaker that he wears the most. Like he mm-hmm. bought the the Jays and resale off-white dunks, but where he really went back to what he loved, which was the Air Force One. Now that's the sneaker that he wears the most. Or, you know, um, what's... Uh, AC, AC Cooper did the... Uh, these yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah. drop. Yeah, these yeah, these yeah, never came yeah, out. Talked about his shoes, the shoes that never came out. Mm-hmm. Romy talked about the, uh, the Stan Smith. Is She got a tattoo of the Stan Smith of her arm. Because it's the shoe that she remembers that she relates to her dad, and so that's why she got that's why she got those. So those type of stories that that show people that sneakers is more than just like oh they're just a pair of sneakers. No, right. these have stories and they have memories attached to them, and I want to be able to help people tell those stories, and that's what the sneaker closet series is all about. Welcome to this podcast. Ah. <laughs> I mean that that's what I love about it because it it definitely we 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 eye to eye on that one. I think yeah. that I mean even with the the brand with this podcast, I think everybody has that like one pair. It doesn't matter who you are, you have one pair that you're just like mom, dad, and or you know I saved yeah. up all my ducats for this. I sold I shine shoes, you know. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. That I mean, but you've been get you've gotten to get into some really cool closets and like yeah. the I th- I always found that like really inspirational in terms of just like being able to I guess put somebody's life in like their closet their yeah. sneaker career 
just in in like a, a couple minute video and and it still relays like i mean an hour long episode of this podcast you know it, it's a it's a it's a great talent the the like it, and it also keeps you intrigued of like oh i can't wait what's what's the next closet he's gonna be able to get into because the yeah. way you started off is just like he's just it looks like you're walking th- towards a random person and then you're like yeah. wait a minute <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, we and we we're work, we're working on some cool people that I hope we're able to get. Um, you, it's surprisingly hard to get people to let you come into their houses. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I, I guess how Caleb does it, man. <laughs> I shouldn't say surprisingly. I should say it is. It is. You know, it's naturally like people are gonna be guarded. But we we're working on a couple of really good ones um, for next year. Like I think we have one, maybe two more for this year. And then we're going to go, we're going to take like a month break and then mm-hmm. we're going to come back in the new year. And I think we're going to have, hopefully start off with some really exciting ones. All right. You heard it here first. Tinker Hatfield will be the first video. Ah, <laughs> Michael ah, Jordan is the second video. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy. There's nowhere to go after that. So you got to see him back for the final episode. That's, that's the one where you'd be like, all right, closing up shop. We're good. Yeah, we don't need to yeah, do this yeah. anymore. Imagine, imagine being able to be like, Michael Jordan's like, I saw your videos. You got to come to my closet. And then you get to go to his closet. That'd be crazy. (laughs) I don't even even want to think about it. I wouldn't even want to do it. Because, like, there's nowhere I could go after that. (laughs) I want want this show to continue going. So I can't can't even do it. I got to stop. You're going to be, that's the first, that's the one you declined. You're like, nah, man, we can't do this one. I'm sorry. We hooked up. I I can't even say. I appreciate the look. And we can we can do something else, but I, I just can't. I just can't. We we gotta if we're gonna do that, we gotta do more than just a little thirty uh, minute thirty second video. We gotta do like an hour long sit down talk. <laughs> we get, uh, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna sell this to Netflix yeah. <laughs> inside yeah. MJ's closet. Yeah. <laughs> gotta be more than just a minute and thirty seconds. Um. So I think one of your well, now you're you know you I, you talk a lot about golf golf uh, sneakers and. I'm like ever since you started doing content uh, and it's, I mean, it started from Eastside golf uh, mm-hmm. that the fours on that, were you on the Hulu doc? I was not on the Hulu. Doc. I, I felt like I thought I saw you on the Hulu doc, but I mean, the, you may, they, they might use the clip of me or something, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I wasn't interviewed for the Hulu. doc. Well, hopefully you get residuals for that one, but, <laughs> but the, I mean, what was what was it about golf? Because you're the first person that I've had here that talks about golf. So, like, what was it about golf that pulled you in? No, more known as I will say, uh, a predominantly white sport. But the, yeah. you know, the I think I've had I've spoke I'm cool with James Davis, who's a comedian, and he did yeah, yeah, he did James. a sh- yeah and he did a show um, called. I forgot the name of the show, but he had did a show on Com- uh, Comedy Central, and he did a full episode on why people in the hood should golf more. And oh, it, that's amazing. yeah, uh, I'll, I'll remember it like later or something. <laughs> but uh, we talked about like he talked he talked about like why it's so how why golfing did not resonate with black people and mm-hmm. and how people pushed black people out into golf, but like what pulled you in. Um, the thing that pulled me in was the one, the, uh, the challenge of the sport. Mm -hmm. Um, like I'm pretty competitive. Like, like, I I mean, I I couldn't, 
go to the league or anything like that in basketball, but like I felt like I could hold my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in most other sports that I played, I felt like I could hold my own. But golf was like, nah, son, like, I don't care who you are and I don't care what you played before. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be like that here. And that honestly was enough for me to be like, all right, well, challenge accepted. Let's <laughs> like, let's get it in. And then once I started playing and it became like the social aspect of it, like there's always people asking like, oh, what's your dream course to play and where do you want to go? And like my answer to that question is always like my dream course is the course that I'm playing with all my homies. Mm -hmm. Like that's the dream course for me. It doesn't matter where we are. As long as I'm there with my homeboys and like we having a good time, like me and my dogs, we playing. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Like it could be the worst course in the world or it could be the best course in the world. As long as my boys is there, like I'm good. Mm -hmm. So that became the part of it. And that's the part that I love about it so much now is like being able to play with my friends and hang with my friends. It's like, it's basically like my, my way of hanging out, like in adulthood, like being able to still hang out with your boys and act a fool and clown each other and tell jokes and you know share experiences like that's why it it means so much to me now no i mean that's dope i mean that's pick up basketball you know that's when yeah yeah. when you you roll up with your with your peoples and this is just like you're just like all right now we about to let's get let's play but we also gonna have fun you know yeah we also gonna have we're gonna also have a good time yeah 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 the uh you know what was it like just witnessing Jordan Brand jump into golf like that. I mean, it, for me, it was amazing because mm-hmm. it's like the blending of the two worlds that I was super passionate about. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I like we all knew that Jordan played golf, right? But to see Jordan actually step into that world, and then to see them actually start to retro basketball shoes and turn them into golf shoes like that. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a guy that loves basketball, a guy that loves golf. And now those two worlds are like mashing together. It's like, I mean, it, it was it was the perfect combination for me that I mean, and I also think Eastside Golf does an amazing job with their storytelling. Like yeah. it, it brings you right in. And like even in that that Hulu doc, I didn't know a lot about them besides I met them in person last year. Yeah, I met them in person last year, and I was, like, trying to, like, figure out more about them, uh, hopefully yeah. to get them on an episode. But uh, o-, o was like, yeah, I'll do your podcast, and then that ain't happened. But the <laughs> but, but the they're just, like, it's such a foreign world. I live in a city. I'm from New York, so we don't really have golf courses outside of Trump's golf course and then another one in like the Bronx or something like that. I was say, don't you guys have like Beth Page out there? Yeah. Liberty's right across the right. river. But when I you yeah, I mean, but when you when you're when you're a kid in the city, they don't talk about golf out here. It's ball is it <laughs> It's the same here. I didn't I didn't I didn't know about golf until I was an adult. <laughs> I mean I wanna play golf. Hopefully we'll link up we'll and hit the links with it. Let's that, do it. Let's do it. Right. I I, could, I I used to I used to go. I used to go to driving range, like the driving range at Chelsea, all the time. So yeah. maybe I could hit a little two hundred. There quick. you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> all you need. That's all you need. Like, don't we ain't, ain't none of us professionals. As long as you can get 
get move the ball forward. That's all that matters. Move the ball forward. <laughs> and then I'm the only one hitting hitting trees and stuff. Like, yeah, we moving it forward. <laughs> hey man, nobody can, there's a there's a saying in golf that nobody cares about a bad golfer. All they care about is a slow golfer. Mm-hmm. As long as you ain't playing slow, everybody's good. It don't matter, no matter where you hit the ball, as long as you ain't slow. Listen, I I mean, we'll see. Well, when we link up, we'll see. But the like the the connection that was made between that and like introducing it in, into sneakers and then releasing that four, like it is it's a, and I was telling him uh when I met him, I was like, you know, there are some people that are gonna come on this podcast and be like, you know what my my first kicks were? The the East Side Golf Fours. And it's yeah. you know, and, and you know, it's the the fact that now that shoe and I think it's it's really hard because like I'm I'm super into like when it comes to the word grail, it's got to be like a grail, right? Yeah. Like it's got to be like it, you know some shoe that means a lot of many things, and and it all just means a lot of many things to you yourself instantly, right? Yeah. And so that four to a lot of kids or a lot of people were was an instant grail because it's something that's never happened before ever, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Did you get a pair? I think you have a pair, right? Not. No, I don't have the fours. I, I have. I have pretty much everything else they've done, um, mm-hmm. but I don't have the fours. Somebody get this man a four. Get, get him. <laughs> like, like. Well, I was trying to make it sound like um, somebody when it was like somebody get this man a, a club, and then instead it's like oh, somebody man. get this man a four. <laughs> <laughs> the. I mean, but it's it's wild that that actually happened, and you know, I think more people should definitely get into golfing in general, yeah. you know, or and especially in in America, it's it's such a isolated sport that it there's so much more you can bring to it, and yeah. even with like the match, which is that charity event that the yeah. the the people do, um, yeah, yeah it, it's it's just interesting, but. Uh, towards the end of the podcast, I do have another question I like to ask. And so I want you to visualize you as a kid about to get those night neon 95s, right? You're mm-hmm. now you're you right now, Jacques right now, transported right back, standing right behind young Jacques. What would you tell him? What would I tell young version of myself? Um, you know, honestly, I probably wouldn't tell him anything. Really? Just let, let him rock? Let him, let him rock because, you know what I mean? I, I have, my life has been blessed mm-hmm. for, for, you know, lack of a better word. So anything that I tell him could change that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to change, I don't want to change my traje- trajectory at all. I don't want to give him any insider info. Um, you know, I don't want to push him one way or another. I think part of me being a, me doing all the things that I have done are all a result of the things that I did before that. So any changing any of that might change the change the change the chain, so to speak, mm-hmm. of events that got me to where I am. So for me to be like, yo, these shoes are gonna change your life, like. 
that's that's a lot of pressure to put on a pair. Of <laughs> all right, all right. Let me add a little stipulation here. It doesn't change anything, but doesn't something. Anything? Yeah. What would you tell them? Uh, if it doesn't change anything, um, I would tell him to. Um, what would I tell him? Um, I probably would tell. I probably would have told him to. Don't be afraid to wear them. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, when you only got a couple pairs, right? You precious with them, with the good joints, mm-hmm. precious with them, <laughs> precious with them. You talking those, you'd be like, nah, do I, we, we wearing this a couple times. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like, just be like, yo, like, don't be like, don't be afraid to wear, don't be afraid to wear them. Enjoy, enjoy the moments, like enjoy, like use, use them, use them to make memories. Mm-hmm. Use them to make more memories. Don't let, don't don't let your fear of messing them up be a reason why you don't wear something that you're really passionate about, something that you really like, and something that you really love. And I was, yeah. So that that would be my advice to wear to wear 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 your sneakers, wear your kicks. I mean, look. Thank you so much for jumping on. I forgot to shout out the reason why this happened. Kari, shout out to Kari. Shout out to Kari. You know, it's my guy. Um, really appreciate you jumping on, Jacques. And for everybody out there, you know what we say each week: wear your kicks. Absolutely. Peace. Peace.